This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, I'm Justin Trudeau, and I'm so excited to be here because I'm in California with another lizard person. He's a lizard person just like me, and I'm here with him in California, which he's turned into a communist shithole, just like I'm trying to do to Canada. We're both World Economic Forum stooges, but we have really nice suits. Look at our suits. And look at his hair. I just love him so much. Oh, look at him. Look at you. I, and I'm Gavin Newsom. Look at me. I smile when I'm talking. So people think I'm a nice guy, but actually I eat babies. Yes, I do. I love them. They're delicious and I'm always eating them. And then I use their blood as gel in my hair. It's very exciting for a guy like me. And I'm very happy to be here with Justin Trudeau, who is so evil that makes me look like a good man. Yes, isn't it true, Justin? Yes, yes, it is true. Yo, you're just so cute. I just love you so much. Think about all of the people we could lock in their homes and freeze their bank accounts. It's very exciting for both of us. I'm so happy about it. Aren't you happy about it, Gab? It's just, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, love it. Ah. All right, people, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's October 11th, 2022. And honestly, that might be my life's work. The culmination of everything I have done, everything I intend to do, everything I set out to accomplish in that little voiceover thing. And by the way, Connor, I want you to confirm this verbally, both of you guys. One take, correct? One take I did that in. I watched it once and then we just rolled and it was magic. It was just pure magic. Uh, we have posted that on the YouTube channel separately. So if you would like to share that with your friends and family and well-wishers, feel free. Uh, as always, guys, we are uh, live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. If you have not, subscribe to our Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Ruben Report. And because it is October 11th, this day was ringing in my head. What happened October 11th a year ago? Did something special happen that day? Well, something very special did happen that day. Uh, I was still living in the horrific dystopian state of California, and I'll put some cash in the jar for saying it. Uh, and I was invited uh, by local LA television to debate famed civil rights lawyer, Gloria Allred, about vaccines and lockdowns and everything else. Now, the ironic part, of course, is that she is a famed civil rights lawyer. Like she's, the people always say, legendary civil rights lawyer, Gloria Allred, but she was all about vaccines and mandates and locking people down and everything. So I was the one debating the civil rights end of it. Anyway, I showed up, this is one year ago today, I show up to the local affiliate, I think it was KTLA, if I'm not mistaken, in, in Los Angeles, and I was not allowed in. We were gonna do this thing in person. I was not allowed in because I was unvaxxed. I was not jabbed, and I might've killed everyone in there, even though they were all vaccinated. None of it made any sense. So I said to them, look, I'm not doing the show. What can I tell you? They said, okay, if you go home, you can do it via Skype. We don't normally do that, but you can do it via Skype. You can have the debate. Uh, so we did have the debate, and I just wanted to throw back to this one moment because although the Trudeau-Newsom thing might be my best work, this really, this is a top 10 moment for me. Are you a good, decent citizen? Are you vaccinated? It's nobody's business whether I'm uh -huh. vaccinated. That's like me okay. asking you the last time you got laid. I mean, it's just irrelevant. All right, so, you know, what's really relevant is that it's one thing if I, you have the right my, my to medical, choose for My your, medical wait, history man, just, is not I, your I, business, yeah, nor yours is mine. She's the civil rights legend. I'm some YouTube schmo. I mean, just, it doesn't it, it's worth putting that up again, not only because it's kind of funny, but it's just like how insane so many people went because of COVID. Civil rights attorneys asking people their private medical information on live television to prove that they're good citizens. I mean, that is dystopian socialist lunacy. Anywho, today is a really, really great day. Every now and again, 
you wake up in the morning and these days I'm waking up in the morning. I got one baby in this arm. I got another baby in this arm. People are spitting up all over me. There's poop everywhere. But at some point I am able to get to my phone. And the first thing that I saw this morning is that Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat, known Democrat, Tulsi Gabbard, former member of Congress, former presidential candidate, the last Democrat remaining in the field before they officially gave the thing to Biden, uh, she has announced as of this morning that she is leaving the Democratic Party. Uh, this is something I've talked about on the show often. I've had Tulsi on the show, obviously, a couple times. I consider Tulsi a friend. I sort of have wanted her to do this for quite some time. Like, what is left over there? I know that she was as frustrated with the Democrats as I've been, as you've been. And she is a moderate. She is a member of our military, an active member of our military, by the way, who still goes to training and all sorts of stuff. She's a proud American. She's anti-woke. Now, she may have a position that's, say, more liberal when it comes to abortion than perhaps most of, most of you, uh, and, and even me, perhaps, uh, but she has some sort of moderate position. I don't know exactly what it is, but let's say it's 15 or 20 weeks or something like that. It's around, you know, something like that. She doesn't believe the state should do everything. She wants the gender stuff and the neo-racism out of the schools. This is a wonderful moment right now because we need more high-profile Democrats leaving and uh, I don't know if you know this, guys, but there's an election in about a month, a little less than a month from today. And that's what the theme of the show is going to be today. Who are the actual moderates? If you want an America of, say, the America of about 10 years ago, when there was a plurality of opinion and, and you could say things that weren't fully lined up with your political party and not be destroyed or canceled, could we just go back to that? Well, there is one party that's doing that, and I'm going to lay out a freaking case for you with videotape today. There is a moderate party and there is a radical party and it's just not the way the mainstream media uh, would have you think about it. And, uh, and also it's in some ways for me, it, it kind of feels like the things that I've been talking about here for a long time are finally bubbling up into the mainstream. And, and that is great to some degree. It's a little scary in another way because once things go mainstream, they, they kind of fall flat, but that'll be my challenge to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's what we're doing on the show today. So I'm gonna show you a little bit of Tulsi's adios video, and then we'll go from there. Uh, real quick, let me talk to you guys about Cozy Earth. I love Cozy Earth. Uh, you know that hotter, web, hotter weather used to mean goodbye to a good night's sleep until I discovered Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth's bedding is so soft, luxurious, and temperature regulating, I'm sleeping better than I have in years. Listen, there's a good reason why Cozy Earth has thousands of five-star five reviews over at CozyEarth.com. It's truly awesome bedding. Here's one from Laura. We literally just got them put on our new bed yesterday, and guys, they are incredible. These sheets are worth every penny. Cozy Earth sheets made from 100% viscous from bamboo are now available in four natural colors. And don't forget, they're temperature-regulating and very breathable, so you'll sleep cool and comfy all year round. For a limited time, save 35% on Cozy Earth bedding. Be sure to check out their ultra-soft loungewear, too. I love the sweats, even here in Florida. Go to CozyEarth.com slash Dave today and save 35%. Now, all backed up by a 100-night sleep guarantee. CozyEarth.com slash Dave for 35% off. And now back to me. Okay, so this is a portion of Tulsi Gabbard's Goodbye Democrats. I'm getting the hell out of here. The party is over video that she posted this morning, and then we will dive in and dissect it when I return. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. 
If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Mama Mia. I have been waiting for that for a long time. I am very proud of Tulsi. This is not going to be an easy move for Tulsi, right? The machine, the mainstream media, the corporate press is going to try to destroy her. The Democrats that maybe once called her a friend or worked with her on legislation will now say she's alt-right and all of the worst things. The cancel machine will move on her. All of the stuff, but she's doing it. It's a huge risk to whatever she wants the rest of her career to be. She doesn't know if the Republicans are gonna fully embrace her. I think there's a lot of evidence that they will despite differences. I don't even know that she wants to go back into politics, but she's sticking, uh, she's drawing a line in the sand, I should say. And she's saying, this is where I am. And you guys have left. If you watch further into the video, she talks about what happened to the Democrat party and how different it is from say when she became a Democrat 20 years ago to what it has become now. I just wanna quickly go through a few of the things she talked about. The Democrat, has, the Democrat Party has fully embraced wokeness. Well, we certainly know that. They fully, invent, uh, they fully are into all of this racial nonsense. Well, we fully know that. They are anti-white. Now, it was interesting she said this one because this is the one that I see a lot of people, the, the haters picking up on right now, but it simply is true. It simply is true, right? If you, if you believe in equity and you believe that we should help certain people based on their skin color, then you must harm other people. So I think you could argue that the modern Democrat party is not only anti-white, it's anti-Asian, it's anti-Jewish, it's anti any minority. White people are not a minority, but it's anti any other minority. They're supposed to be four minorities, right? Who dare succeed, who dare buck the trend. Uh, they are undermining our freedoms. They are against religious people. They're demonizing the police. They're for open borders. They're weaponizing the security state, all of these things. And, there, and she goes into a couple more. And it's all true. It's true, all of it, as they said in Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I haven't mentioned Star Wars in a while. Um, so this is good. This is really, really good. Now, before I continue on why this is good, I thought we'd show you a video of Kamala Harris, and I believe this is last night on a late night talk show Kamala Harris went on. Uh, the Democrats could have chosen Tulsi. Again, Tulsi was the last Democrat who stayed in. So everyone had dropped out already. They had cut all their backdoor deals for Pete and everybody else to get into the administration by backing out before Super Tuesday so that the machine could hand the thing to Biden and Biden's mentally compromised so they could get him to you know, read poorly off the teleprompter, whatever they wanted him to say. Uh, but Tulsi stayed in, so she was already an enemy of the Democrats. Uh, you may remember that Hillary Clinton also called her, I think she called her a Russian operative, if I'm not mistaken, or a tool of the Russians. Can I get the exact quote on that, what, what it was? But she basically said she was a Russian agent. Uh, anyway, the Democrats could have chosen. They could have said, you know what, we've got Biden. He's kind of imperfect and not right, but we know what it is. He's breaking down. Maybe we could try for something a little more moderate behind him to kind of at least give the veneer of moderation. Uh, but instead they chose Kamala Harris. Uh, Hillary Clinton called Tulsi while she was running for president as a Democrat, a Russian asset. Really think about that. That's what Hillary Clinton did. Um, so who did they choose? They chose Kamala Harris. Well, here's Kamala Harris last night. But I mean, truly when you, you know, when you see our kids and I truly believe that they are our children, they are the children of our country, of our communities. I, I mean, our future is really bright if we if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address it. The woman says words just to get to the end of the sentence, just meaningless drivel from a very, very vapid human being. So the Democrats had their choice and I think they are gonna rue the day they decided to destroy Tulsi and ultimately cause her to leave the party and instead go with a, a man who's obviously mentally compromised for one reason and a woman who's mentally compromised for a whole other reason. Uh, anyway, there is something interesting happening here because the party that is supposed to be the intolerant party is becoming the tolerant party. The party that is thought of as the tolerant party is becoming the intolerant party. 
You guys all get it. Now I'm going to lay out a further case of what's going on with some Republicans right now. Because first, you can look at Tulsi. Okay, she's leaving. I don't know that she's going to be a Republican or ever run for office as a Republican. And again, I don't know that she even wants a political future per se, you know, in office future. But now there's this new crop of Republicans, guys like J.D. Vance in Ohio and Blake Masters in Arizona, who's running for Senate, and Carrie Lake in Arizona, who is running for governor. Uh, Dr. Oz, certainly not thought of as a traditional Republican. Herschel Walker, former NFL player, black man, happens to be black. These are all people who you certainly wouldn't think are traditional Republicans. Most of them maybe were sane or moderate liberals of a decade or two ago, and they're all waking up. And they're, they're saying a lot of the things that are in line with my political evolution, I think probably a lot of things that you believe, and, and a playbook that is much more in line with American values. And I think that is a winner, and that's why the machine's freaking out, that's why so many people are being censored on big tech and everything else. So now let's get to it. Because even on abortion, the Democrats have gone completely insane, and it's now the Republicans who are moderate, more moderate on abortion. So there uh, was the Republican, uh, no, sorry, there was the Ohio senatorial debate a day or two ago. This is J.D. Vance, the Republican, versus Tim Ryan, the Democrat, and they went in uh, to discuss abortion. As an exception. Look, I've always believed in reasonable exceptions. This is a misrepresentation of my view, but let, let, let's hear it from me, not from Congressman Ryan. Uh, I, I absolutely think the 10-year-old girl, the case that we've, of course, heard a lot about, an incredibly tragic situation. I mean, look, I've got a 9-year-old baby girl at home. I cannot imagine what's that, what that's like for the girl, for her family. God forbid something that, like that would happen. I have said repeatedly on the record that I think that that girl should be able to get an abortion if she and her family so choose to do so. But let's talk about that case. Because why was a 10-year-old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? The thing the media and Congressman Ryan, they talk about this all the time, the thing they never mentioned is that, that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien, somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. You voted so many times against border wall funding, so many times for amnesty, Tim. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Do your job on border security. Don't lecture me about opinions I don't actually have. Okay, so there's two things happening there, and I want to show you what the moderate position is, and then we'll get to Tim Ryan's position in a minute. Uh, first, on the abortion part. Now, he, J.D. Vance, who is pro-life, it is his personal and religious belief uh, in life, okay, so he does not want abortion, but he does believe in some exceptions. Now, me personally, you know this, and I know this is against actually what most of my audience believes, but you still tune in because you're decent people. My position would be that we find, a we find just some common ground thing, and it's hard to do, and we can talk about whether that's 12 weeks, I think 15 weeks, which is, you know, now you're into the third month, whatever it might be. And then, you know, you could maybe go a few weeks past that. That's for every state to figure out. That's what the, the beauty of this experiment is. Each state can figure out what it wants to do. And then you're allowed to move according to that. So J.D.'s position is that he, he allows for exceptions, okay, in the case of rape and health to the mother, et cetera. So that's somewhat of a moderate uh, position, okay? By the way, Florida, I've often mentioned this, Florida here, which is thought of as this very red state with a very mean guy named Ron DeSantis in charge, has a 15-week ban on abortion, which again is, is basically three and a half months into a pregnancy. Um, and nobody's arguing about abortion here in Florida. Like 15 weeks, it's like the pro-life people are like, you know what, we sort of wish it was less or didn't exist, but it is what it is. We live in America. We, we understand there's people different than us. And even the, I can't say all of the, the Democrats, but even a, a decent amount of Democrats here in Florida acknowledge, like the moderate Democrats, because we do have actually some moderate Democrats here in Florida. They even acknowledge that that's a compromise. So first off, so JD, he's doing some level of moderation, right, on abortion. And then he's also taking the moderate position when it comes to immigration, which is we have to have a border. That's the moderate position, actually. We can figure out all the other stuff after, but a border is a moderate position. Countries have borders. That's what makes them countries. Anyway, let's compare and contrast that with Tim Ryan's position on abortion. My question was about any limits to abortion at any point. You know, late term, anything? Look, you, you, you got to leave it up to the, to the woman because you so and no, I sitting here are a bunch of... Well, you and I sitting here can't account for all of the different scenarios that a, a woman 
dealing with the complexities of a pregnancy are going through. How can you and I figure that out? Okay, so you tell me, guys, which is the moderate position, that there should be some exceptions and maybe a couple weeks or whatever it might be, and we can, again, hash that out, and that could be decided state by state, or that women should just be able to decide at eight months or as the baby's head is coming out uh, that you should abort that baby. By the way, of course you guys know that these are the exact same people, exact same people, who suddenly want women to have autonomy over their bodies. But just a year ago, they wanted to make sure that everyone was injected with things and had to take experimental medication or would be fired or canceled and we're gonna get rid of nurses and doctors and everything else. So who is the moderate? I think you see it, but we shall continue. Because one thing that they always do when it comes off, when, when reality is seen and people go, wait a minute, those Republicans, they're not as radical as we thought. And it's actually the Democrats that are kind of going off the deep end. What do they do? Well, they got to scare you. They got to scare you with insurrections and mean things that happened on that day, January 6th. I find it interesting how preoccupied you are with this at a time when people can't afford groceries, people can't afford to walk down the streets safely. Let's focus on the significant issues right now, Tim. Thank you, Canada. So as you can see, what happened right before that was that uh, Ryan went all in on January 6th and insurrection tried to tie it to JD, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, JD's going, that's not really what the people of Ohio care about. And I know it's not what you guys care about. People are sick of the supply chain stuff. They're sick of the high gas prices. They're sick of the high food prices, the general incompetency of this administration. Uh, So uh, now let's continue because there's more. I'm laying out a case ladles and jelly spoons. Uh, Blake Masters is running for Senate in Arizona. He is running against the incumbent, Mark Kelly. Uh, And here is Blake discussing his position on abortion. And again, tell me who the moderate is. It has been noticed that some of these more strident uh, positions were taken off of your website. Some say that you scrubbed them from your website. What's going on with that? I encourage people to go read my website now. It is still the most pro-life, most detailed agenda of any Senate candidate running nationwide. I'm pro-life. I'm proud to be pro-life. I will never run from that. From, I think from conception? I'm, pro, I'm pro-life as a matter of conscience. I just told you what I believe the law should be. Right In Arizona, as a voter, I support the 15-week law with all the exceptions. I believe in federal limits. I believe at a certain point, everybody of good conscience knows. At five months, six months, my gosh, seven months, that is a baby. And we shouldn't be killing babies for no reason when they can survive outside the womb. And that's not what his legislation did. They said they were trying to codify Roe. No, it was so much more extreme than that. They wanted to impose legal abortion nationwide up until the moment of birth. And I just, that is way too radical. That's not what Arizonans want. Common sense limits. Arizona has said 15 weeks makes sense. I think that makes sense. Okay, so who's the moderate? There's Blake Masters saying, I have a personal belief. He personally is pro-life, but he's saying, I am running for Senate. And as Senator, I believe that we could have some kind of compromise on this, this 15-week thing. I think that's the number that we can all sort of go off right now that sounds like a somewhat sensible compromise. And we can all have all the discussions about heart, heartbeat and when they feel pain and, and when is the exact genesis of life and all of those things, okay? We can have all that, but that is the moderate position that Blake is taking. He's also doing something very mature, which is to say, I have a personal belief, right? And But there's a difference between my personal belief and my public stance, not because I'm lying about it, but because I understand I don't, not everybody lives under my boot. Uh, Blake continued, oh, and by the way, he was completely right that Mark Kelly and the Democrats, they have been pushing for this in essence, no limit woman could decide whatever she wanted to do, uh, based uh, whenever she wanted to abort. This is what they've been pushing for. I can tell you as someone that has a nine week old downstairs and a six day old downstairs, five day old downstairs, uh, that if our surrogate had said to us at eight months, I'm having an abortion, I just feel like having an abortion. Uh, obviously would have been murder. I, I can't even, it's, I, ooh, it's, it's actually like disgusting to even talk about. Okay, uh, Masters continued to uh, hammer Mark Kelly on the way he has voted with Joe Biden basically in lockstep. Joe Biden is spending like a drunken sailor and at every single opportunity, Mark Kelly just says yes. He can't say no to Chuck Schumer. He can't say no to Joe Biden. At least Senator Sinema stopped Build Back Better. My gosh, you were ready to vote for that. That would have just ruined our economy even worse. 
I know Senator Sinema caved on the Inflation Reduction Act, and I'm mad at her for that, but hey, isn't it interesting that you had to wonder which way she was going to vote? You never have to wonder which way Senator Kelly is going to vote because any spending bill that Biden puts in front of him, he will sign. So yeah, we got the Inflation Reduction Act and Mark Kelly was the deciding vote. He hired 87,000 new IRS agents. Mark Kelly voted to send stimulus checks to illegal aliens. He voted to send stimulus checks to get this, violent felons sitting in jail. Is that a good use of taxpayer money? I don't think so. Think about that the next time you go to the grocery store and you can't afford to buy steak or eggs. Uh, let me get a re yeah. quick response to that. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's not true. Which part? Well, and the, the, well, a lot of it. Actually, you can do a little Googling yourself because then it's just a bunch of nonsense after that. It's all true. He voted for all of these things, right? He voted for absolutely all of these things. So again, who is the moderate? I'll allow you to make your decision on that, but let's continue. We shall stay in the great state of Arizona where Carrie Lake is running for governor against Katie Hobbs. Uh, here's Katie Hobbs uh, talking about her position on Democrat, I should say, Katie Hobbs, uh, discussing her position on abortion. The Hobbs administration's weak limit be for abortion access. If it's not 15 weeks, what is it? Look, abortion is a very personal decision that belongs between a woman and her doctor. The government and politicians don't belong in that decision. We need to let doctors perform the care that they are trained and take an oath to, to perform. So if an Arizona voter were to conclude from your previous answer that you do not favor any specific weak limit on abortion, would they be correct? I support leaving the decision between a woman and her doctor and leaving politicians entirely out of it. Doesn't she come off as an SNL character? Like they like dressed her up and put on fake glasses. And I'm pretty sure doctors take an oath not to do any harm. I think that has something to do with the Hippocratic Oath. You're supposed to help everybody. We can discuss whether abortion is, yeah, okay, fine, you got it. Uh, but all right, so who is the moderate? Does that seem like a moderate position that a woman should just be able to get an abortion at any point? Again, I say this as someone that believes you would want a certain window to allow for abortion, but is that the moderate position or the radical position? And, and think about it this way, 20 years ago, not even 20 years ago, 12 years ago, and perhaps even less, six years ago, if a Democrat had said, I believe, uh, I believe in no limits to abortion, they would have been the outlier in the party. But now they are all repeating the exact same stuff. Show me a Democrat who isn't repeating the exact same nonsense. So, okay, that's her position. You can decide whether it's radical or moderate for yourself. Here is Republican Carrie Lake explaining her position on abortion. I am, I'm a woman, I'm a mother, I'm all for women's health care. I come from a large family, seven sisters I have. Of course I want women's health care. This has moved beyond health care. We're not giving women choices. I'm for giving women true choices. And when they walk into an abortion center, they're only given one choice. And they're not told that you have the choice to keep your baby and we can help and here's how or we can help you find a loving family who will adopt your baby. I want to give women true choices. I will uphold the law, whatever that law is. And I want to see to it that we save more lives. Right now, the Democrats have started pushing so far from that rare but safe to anything goes up to nine months of pregnancy after birth. Katie Hobbs, my opponent, actually mm -hmm. is voted for, and you look at her voting record, allowing a baby who survives an abortion they, that the hospital would refuse medical care and allow the baby to die on a cold metal tray. Did you catch that last part? This is what they call post-birth abortions, where the, the woman and her doctor could decide, ah, you know, sure, the baby's out of you, but there's this little window to still, in essence, I think we usually call that murder. That, that would be known as murder. And again, as someone that just spent a couple days uh, you know, in the hospital uh, with, these, with these preemies and, and the babies all in there and watching that, it's just, it's, it's, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, she also had an interesting line there, um, which was, I will uphold the law, whatever the law is, because of course she's running for governor, so she's not setting the law. The law is set by the legislature, but she's saying, I will honor the law, whatever the law is. She has her own, again, personal belief. Um, I'm trying to find out if she has any weak exception on that, uh, but she's saying, I want choice in that if a woman is pregnant, instead of automatically pushing her 
towards the abortion, which of course we know the Democrats want to do. Instead of doing that, what she would like to do is say, hey, can we help you uh, perhaps put this baby up for adoption or we can, maybe we can give you some resources so you will feel that you don't have to uh, get an abortion. Uh, and okay, I'm being given some information right now. This is nice to hear. Uh, Carrie Lake's position on this is 15 weeks. 15 weeks, that seems to be the magic number. That's according to Rolling Stone and Rolling Stone is no friend of the Republicans. And by the way, 15 weeks is the current law in Arizona. So who is more radical? The person who wants to keep it at three and a half months in essence, which is the current law or, or the person who wants to expand it into eight months. I think you got it. So will these two debate? Because it seems like they have a real uh, difference of opinion. It might be nice if they got on a stage together and talked it out. Uh, well, Katie, Katie Hobbs was asked about debating Carrie and uh, she ain't into it. One more time before we let you go, because I think it is on the mind of Arizona voters. Are you saying this morning that there is no circumstance that you can envision or would even try to negotiate in which you and Carrie Lake would appear at a debate together before the election? At this point in the race with 30 days to go, uh, our schedule in terms of, of forums uh, is pretty much set. And, and I'm really happy with where we are in uh, the plans we have to continue talking directly to the voters of Arizona. Guys, she just doesn't have time to have a debate with her opponent. It, it's such nonsense. They are afraid to explain their positions because their positions have become radical. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. But what's that you say, Dave? I want more evidence of this. My God, we've got more evidence of it. Here's Stacey Abrams from Georgia. And Stacey Abrams, no one knows anything about her accomplishments. She's never really done anything, although she did lose a gubernatorial election in Georgia and then claimed that the election was fraudulent repeatedly. That's the one thing we know about her. Uh, well, here is her position on abortion. For you to become governor, where would you draw the line? 15 weeks, viability, 36 weeks, what's the limit? Where, what I've always said is that abortion is a medical decision that should be made by a doctor and the woman and that the point of viability as determined by a doctor should always take into consideration the life and health of a woman. That should be the standard. But the arbitrary standards of timelines ignore the medical reality that it is a fallacy. We know exactly when a pregnancy starts, that we know exactly where we are in the system, I mean, in the, in the term. And what doctors will tell you is that they need to make decisions based on the woman they are treating. And what women will tell you is that they need the right to make medical decisions that can save their lives and save their ability to control their bodies and their futures. Okay, she, she's just a liar and ridiculous that we, that we have no knowledge of the science behind any of this and doctors don't know what they're doing. Again, as someone with a nine week old and a five day old and having to do it through IVF, do you know what they do? They take the sperm and then they take the egg, they put them together and quite literally the next day they can tell you whether you have male or female. Now, I know that the left doesn't believe in male or female, so maybe my doctor is a complete psychopath, although he's one of the best doctors in the world, and people come from all over the world to visit him because often couples can't have kids, whether they're heterosexual couples or homosexual couples or whatever it might be. Um, so he might be a complete psychopath, he, although he came very highly recommended to me. Um, but at that point, if you can tell me that they put the sperm and the egg together, they put them together and they go, boy, that's a, that's a male that you got there. Uh, well, maybe it has a little something to do with life. She also has this crazy position on, on heartbeat that was exposed a couple of weeks ago and much more. But anyway, there you go. So sh her position is do whatever the hell you want. That's basically what it is. Uh, but let's continue. Here's this guy, John Fetterman, and he's up in uh, Pennsylvania and he's running against Dr. Oz. And he seems like he should maybe be working at a McDonald's or something, but somehow he's running for Senate. Here's his position on abortion. Are there any limits on abortion you would find appropriate? I, I don't believe so, no. I believe that is between a woman and her physician. I should apologize. I, I didn't mean to put down people who work at McDonald's. That's whatever, good people work at McDonald's. This guy should be just taken out somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, what is he doing running? The guy's wearing a hoodie everywhere. Like, put on a shirt, man. Um, but okay, again, whatever the woman wants to do, whatever the woman wants to do. And of course, it should not be lost on you guys that whatever the woman wants to do, 
It's the same people who wanted the woman to be injected, even though they didn't know what she was being injected with, and it turned out not to work and not to stop the virus and all that stuff, but irony is dead, okay? Here's Mandela Barnes. He's running for Senate in Wisconsin against Ron Johnson, and uh, let's see about his position on abortion, moderate or radical. Do you support a woman being allowed to have an abortion up until birth? Well, I'll tell you, that's a decision that should be made between a woman and her doctor. I don't have the medical credentials to make that decision. I mean, is that a yes or no, though? But I think most members of Congress don't have the medical credentials to make that decision. A lot of people are going to say you, by not saying yes or no, means that you are open to abortion up well, until my, birth. my answer to that is just, I'm not a medical professional, and neither are most people who make this decision. I don't have the medical credentials, beep, boop, bop, 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 program breaking down, medical credentials, beep, bop, boop, bop, bop, bop. Again, the irony, it's just so incredible. Uh, these people who were forcing people to be injected with this experimental thing that turned out not to work, did they have the medical credentials to force them to do that? So again, what he's saying in essence, I don't have the medical credentials, kill as many babies as possible. Don't, it doesn't matter. Eight months, do whatever you want to do, lady, because we're all about you. Uh, we're all about women. That's what they'll tell you. We're all about women. But uh, I'm not a mathematician. I think about 50% of uh, babies turn out to be chicks, I think, right? I mean, ballpark, Connor's nodding. Okay, pretty good. The point is that most Democrats are realizing now that the abortion thing, the January 6th thing, it's not a winning campaign. That is why Tulsi is leaving the Democrat party. But will there be enough of them to fight the radicals? I don't think so. And I think what, you, what will continue to happen, and this is, what I have wanted to happen this entire time is all of the sane moderates, the libertarians, the, the, the liberals mugged by reality, they will find themselves in a wide tent Republican party. And that will be what America was supposed to be. That will be the place where you can agree to disagree and we can accept states' rights and we can abide by the rule of law and more. And you're not gonna believe this one. We haven't shown this nutbag in a while. Jen Psaki, who was the White House press secretary, a woman who was paid to lie, and I think the misery on her face often showed that, uh, she is now an MSNBC analyst. And it's like, well, wait a minute, lady, how could you get a job analyzing the news when we know you were a paid operative for one side? But of course, you guys know that's how the swamp works. Well, she's uh, making a point now, Jen Psaki, actually making some sense, uh, saying that the Democrats are uh, disconnected from reality. I agree with Brendan that crime is an issue that Democrats have to speak to. I think there was a missed opportunity there for Mandela Barnes when he talked about the insurrection. I think that mm. was a little disconnected from what people in Wisconsin are feeling. I mean, Milwaukee crime is up in Milwaukee. You know, if Jen Psaki is now making some sense that this is like last moments as the ship is sinking, where Jen Psaki is the voice of reason within the Democrat Party, but they cannot stop the radicals. They just cannot stop them. Uh, here is video. This is uh, CNN's Dana Bash saying what we all know to be true. The, the Democrat leadership is crappy and people are getting it. There is a, um, to quote a uh, one-term Democratic president, a malaise uh, that is out there. And that is what our polls have shown in some of these uh, key states, Nevada and Arizona. Uh, people just don't feel good because inflation is high, because there is so much discord and discontent in this country. And that's a big part of what you're describing. Yeah, so CNN is acknowledging it. There's problems. And the president is in charge right now. And he's, a, well, I don't know that he's in charge, but the president is sitting at the desk and poorly reading the stuff. Uh, but it's his party that's in charge right now. They have been leading on all of this stuff and they have tanked the economy. They've gotten us into this very bizarre war in Ukraine, even though we're technically not in the war. We're just giving people money and weapons to fight a war. We're, we're in a war, by the way, guys, in case you didn't know. And they're probably gonna get that war to go real hot right before the election. That's a sidebar. Um, the disastrous withdrawal of Afghanistan. You guys get all the stuff, all the stuff. And now Democrat, and then on top of the woke stuff and, and the racialization and the borders and all this stuff, the average person, people who don't care about politics, politics, people who care about politics less than you, right? Uh, who don't think that politics is everything. They're going, well, wait a minute, my town's being overrun. If I live in Texas, my border town's being run. Nobody cares. But then when a couple people go up to Martha's Vineyard, all hell breaks loose for 48 hours and they can get them out immediately. People are seeing all the inconsistencies and the nonsense. And now we're seeing, and people have been waiting for this a long time, we are seeing minorities leave the Democrat party, which was happening under Trump, right? Black men 
moving to the Republican Party doubled, I believe, under Trump, a little bit less for black women. Uh, here's CNN's Tapper, Jake Tapper, uh, talking to Bakari Sellers, who's a former South Carolina state representative, uh, talking about what's going on with black men right now. Just as a voter, I can tell you I am very concerned at the lack of enthusiasm in our state right now. I don't feel and see the enthusiasm that I think voters across Georgia should have right now. And I know that oftentimes in midterm elections, uh, people don't turn out to vote. I hope that won't be the mm -hmm. case uh, this year in Georgia. She's talking about Democratic voters. To be yeah, no, and I mean, I think she's sounding the alarm just as many people have been doing, but it ain't just Atlanta. I mean, right. it's Philadelphia in the race in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's Cleveland it's Cle yes. in the race uh, with, with Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance. It's Orlando and Miami in, in uh, Val Deming's race. And so Democrats have to do a, a better job, particularly, and I can't wait for my phone to blow up after I say this, but particularly <laughs> with black men. Come like, on, you, you just can't come to black men <laughs> Uh, on a, uh, after Labor Day and say, come vote for us every two years. There That's has right. to be a more direct, uh, engaged approach with black male voters who, by all intents and purposes, after African-American women are the second largest That's turnout right. base. And that's just something that we haven't done forever. And it drives me crazy. Call me crazy, guys. But I think that uh, black people are just like white people. I think uh, white people are just like Asian people. I think Asian people are just like Indian people from an American context. I think people like law and order. I don't think people like feeling like if you're going to go on the subway or walk down the street, you're going to be mugged or shot or pushed into a subway car or whatever it might be. I think people are looking at it regardless of their skin color and going, hmm, Democrats wanted to defund the police. Well, look what happened in New York City under that. Democrats want illegal immigration in sanctuary cities. Well, look what happened to this city under that. And I think people are realizing it. And I think they're realizing it real fast. And I don't think the Democrats have anything left. They will have some sort of surprise because they're evil. But I don't think they have anything left when it comes to sane policy. And if you really want to see how insane this thing is getting, well, Saturday Night Live, which was a comedy show on NBC uh, for decades. It used to be a comedy show. Nobody watches it now. It's completely irrelevant. It's ridiculous. It's partisan. It's hacky and everything else. Well, even they are now going after Biden. I'm gonna show you, it's about a 45 second clip here. It's not funny. I, I just wanna warn you, you're not gonna laugh. You're gonna get the joke, you're not gonna laugh. The canned laughter, the whole thing. But even they are now going after Joe Biden. This week, President Biden pardoned thousands of convicted marijuana users, and it feels like maybe he celebrated with them a little because yesterday, Biden gave a speech at a car factory and opened with this. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Wow. Well, let me respond with two words. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Biden was then heard criticizing reporters at the White House for shouting questions at him. Questions like, what year is it? And who's the current president? Also, they weren't reporters. They were doctors. <laughs> All right, whatever. They got about 40 writers that put this thing together. I got these two schmoes. No offense, guys. Um, so that's Saturday Night Live, but it continues. Schmoes. Do people say schmoes anymore? Eh, I say schmoes. You schmohawk. That's what Larry David says. Uh, anyway, here is, uh, I believe he's ES, he's still with ESPN. ESPN went so woke. He is still with ESPN. I wasn't sure. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, who's been really for the last, I don't know, about 20 years or so, like one of the most influential sports broadcasters in America, uh, who is by no means, he happens to be black, big damn whoop, uh, by no means a standard Republican. Well, he went on Jesse Waters' show on Fox talking about how out of control the Democrats are. What is the Stephen A. Smith platform to solve the crime and homelessness crisis? Well, first of all, I did not know you dropped this on me. I certainly didn't know we were going to be talking about this, but I'm game for it. You're Thank game. you so much for having me. There is no question that a lot of these issues need to be addressed. There is no question that we should be against an extremely progressive agenda that's calling for people to be released from prison on multiple occasions, that's ignoring a lot of crime that's taking place in the streets. There is no doubt about that. Where I don't vibe with you, 
Jesse Waters, who I respect, is that when you talk about politicians themselves being innocent, they're not innocent in all of this. A matter of fact, in some instances, the division that exists and has existed for so long has contributed to kind of some of the nonsense that's been taking place in the streets. It doesn't excuse it. Doesn't mean it doesn't have to be addressed. Where do I, we disagree? I feel what, like we're uh, in agreement oh, on okay, everything. Okay, okay. Well, I'm just saying. You said earlier in your in your great monologue Thank how you. the politicians themselves were like innocent for crying no, out loud. No, I'm not you saying they're innocent. I didn't say okay, that. Okay. I said they're acting like they're the victims when you okay. call them out for not doing okay, their job. Okay. Well, some of them. You're, well, actually, a lot of them deserve the criticism that they're getting. There is no doubt about that. L.A. I was in L.A., the homelessness that exists there, I got an issue with that. Certainly, when you look at Gavin Newsom and some of the policies that he's put forth, you're talking, you're talking about a lot of different things that need to be addressed. I don't agree with everything, and I'm not about to pretend that I do. Okay. Are there some people that when they're talking just because of the way they talk? I'm Stephen A. Smith, and thank you for having me on the show, and I'm going to tell you all the stuff that you kind of want to listen to them. It's interesting because this is a sports guy. I've liked him from a sports angle for a long time, right? Uh, but now he's sort of in these culture wars and basically saying, hey, all this crime nonsense, the homeless nonsense, uh, we're starting to put it together and it has a little something to do with Democrat-run cities. So Dave, how are you gonna tie this whole thing together? Well, there is a way out of this. And the way out is by honestly assessing what's going on here. I think that's what we've done for the last 40 minutes. The way out is good people just saying, sorry, Democrats, adios. Goodbye. We can still fight for moderate positions. You don't have to be a Republican. What do I always say? You don't have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat. So we will see where Tulsi ends up on that spectrum. But there will be one party that will be wide ranging and it will have some religious people who may not be thrilled with the more libertarian people, but hopefully under the broad umbrella of freedom and Americanism, people will realize how special this thing is. Well, not realize, they will remember and reinvigorate how special this thing is and we will fix it. I really think we can. And how do we do it? We do it by conversation, which, which is exactly what I did with Bill Maher just last week. The bottom yeah. line is the fact that you and I are, have these differences and don't, it's like- It doesn't matter, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It and doesn't it's so, matter, and it's I'm so, so glad it's to hear so you like say that, Bill. predictably within the parameter yes. of two human beings, the, odd, the odds that two human beings would see everything exactly the same way. It's How so, pathetic it's and, so and annoying and, and ridiculous. Gross. Yeah. And ridiculous. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, we both fall within the, 30 yard line of each side is like, it's, it's, how could you expect more than that or even care that it's not more than that or not love the person? I, I hear you, brother. <laughs> all right. That's all I, that's all I all can right. say about that. I hear you, brother. What I, I would like to do more than anything else, honestly, I'd like to shoot hoops at some point. Let's, I, and, I can't and tell you how. I don't care about, I don't care that. I truly me mean that. I don't care about the differences. And I know this, you don't either. I've said this before on this podcast. I'm going to say it again. Since this whole thing started. Can I take off my shoes now? Like Because then I'd feel really at home. killing it with guys. <laughs> I am making so I many guys. I am so many guy friends now yeah. that I didn't have before. And I'm glad you're one of them. Because uh, this was super fucking fun. But it's over now. That's it. Now I got it. Oh, sorry, Bill. I have to get on the plane and ring the bell. Ah, you got me. Yes, you do. That's how we do it, guys. That's how we do it. It's not that politics doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Why do I put on this jacket and spray my hair every day? It's because these things do matter. But I, I am pretty sure if you're watching this show, you actually do want to live with, in a country with some people who think about things a little bit differently. And as Bill said, you know, if we've got this 30% difference on some of these things, it's like there's, there is room in this country for all of us that fit within that, right? Within that, like, let's say that lane of like, yeah, we're all going to be a little bit different. It's cool. So let's fight the authoritarians. Let's fight the elitists. Let's fight the new racists and the wokesters. And then let's see what's on the other side. It will be fun, man. Imagine if we could do it. I really think we can do it. I'm feeling it right now. Like if we can get to the other side and we, and we will all look back and go, boy, remember that woke nonsense? Remember when they were chopping off kids' genitals? And remember when they... <laughs> It's nuts, like we live in the Middle Ages. Like, but if we actually got to the other side and the squad was a distant memory, 
and Biden and all of this was just a distant memory. And we just had a sane, functioning president, say a Ron DeSantis, and a government that was scaled back a little bit. And if you wanted to smoke weed, you could. And if you didn't want it, you didn't have to. And if you wanted to marry a dude and you happened to be a dude, you could, and you weren't gonna force other people to marry dudes. It can all work. It's what we had. It's what we had. It's what the promise of America is. I think we can do it. Uh, we got a great cold close for you to really wrap this thing all together. Let me get to a couple rubenreport.locals.com comments, and then we're good. Uh, EK says, calling Kamala vapid is an insult to the word vapid. I do need more vapid-like words. Can we get some synonyms for vapid and we'll use them in the future? Um, Weekly Cigar says, Hobbs sounds like a horrible cartoon character. That's what I'm saying. It's like she comes off as an SNL character. Like they took an actress and they put her in the thick rim glasses and they gave her the straight blonde hair and they just put her out there. This thing about not debating your opponent, like we have 30 days left, I don't have time. It's like all she's gonna be doing is raising money. How about stand up there and defend your ideas? You're not, you're not a legit candidate in my view if you're not willing to debate your opponent one time, stand on a stage for two hours in that serious controlled environment. If you're afraid of that, I don't see how anyone in Arizona could vote for her. Uh, Tony says, it's amazing when you listen to Republicans versus Democrats. Republicans give positions, Democrats dodge questions. Look, it just is. It just is now. This is a very odd thing. If you would have told me seven years ago, this is the, the position that I would be in and I would be celebrating someone like Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat party because I did it before her and I'd live in Florida and all of this stuff, it would be quite bizarre. But here we are. So reality is what it is. The, the world is what it is, whether you'd like it to be or not. What you can maybe do is push it a little bit on the margins. And I think if we do that, I'm telling you, something really good can happen in about a month on these midterms and we can move past this thing and, and wrap it up. I'll go do something else. What, 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 what do you guys want to do if we fix the whole thing? You guys want to go into some other kind of business together? Maybe we could, uh, what do you want to do? Finger painting? You want, <laughs> Phoenix wants to finger paint. What do you want to do? That was an odd one. That was odd. What, you want to maybe, I don't know, we could sell hot dogs or sell hot dogs. All right, there you go. Uh, guys, reminder, uh, like, subscribe to our videos, uh, rumble.com slash rubenreport, rubenreport.com slash uh, rubenreport.locals.com. Part one of my interview with Megyn Kelly is up on platforms right now. And of course, the full thing is up at rubenreport.locals.com. And we leave you with the woman they chose instead of Tulsi. God help us all. Campaign with the plan. Uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. Do you plan to visit the border? Uh, um, not today, <laughs> but um, I have before and I'm sure I will again. I said I'm going to go to the border. And I, when are you going to the border, the Vice President? The administration has asked. I'm not finished. <laughs> We've been to the border. So you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. And I'm being clear with you right now. Yes, okay. And, and, and so if you're interested, I'll continue to be clear. There are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't, there's no Kinko's, there's no Office Max near them. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. We are doing it. But should we have done it sooner? We are doing it. What do you see as the biggest national security challenge confronting the U.S.? What is the thing that worries you and keeps you up at night? Frankly, one of them is our democracy. You don't feel misused or underused? No, I don't. When folks vote, they order what they want, and in this case, they got what they asked for. I went off script a little bit. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report direct message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.